What's up, everybody? It's LG Set here. You're listening to The First Mint, a podcast where I talk about NFTs and the world of Web3. The podcast comes out every Monday morning and occasionally on Wednesdays. If you like this content and you want some more, feel free to visit our Twitter page at The First Mint. It was sometime last fall, and I don't remember exactly the date, but I saw a tweet from, I don't remember the user, saying that the Dapper wallet for Top Shot was changing and that it would now designate which project your purchase was coming from, which was a strange idea because the only thing that we could do with our Dapper wallet at the time that we had only ever done was buy and sell Top Shot moments. And what's more is at the time we had started to get emails to tell us that we had bought and sold Top Shot moments. But very soon the part where it said, you've gotten a or you've sold a Top Shot moment, was changing. It was now going to be open to say any other project, meaning that other projects were coming to the Dapper wallet. That was a foreign idea way back in September 2021. It piqued everybody's interest. Did this mean NFL, UFC, something else? A non-custodial use of the wallet? Well, for a couple weeks or a couple months, it wasn't very much, which was fine. Because after all, it hadn't been long at that point that withdrawals were finally working properly for people in Top Shot, and many people in our community had finally started to branch out and understand other NFT and crypto ecosystems, such as Ethereum, Polygon, and Solana. But then mid-October, the announcement came that we would finally be able to port out moments from Top Shot to a different wallet called Blockto, although we could only do legendary moments. But still, it was use of the wallet and it was finally being able to move at least a certain class of Top Shot moments into a non-custodial ecosystem. Then in early November, we were able to use the Dapper wallet to buy ballers on the Gaia marketplace, although there was no marketplace yet. Then we got NFL, and that arrived to Dapper, and when those drops started through, I think, November or December, again, we were using that same wallet, which at the time was amazing to consider if you flash back a year because a year ago, we couldn't even get our money out and many people thought that that meant that Top Shot was a scam. The NFL drops, obviously, people were very excited about, but it also brought about new questions such as, would these NFL drops and the NFL itself drain money completely out of Top Shot? And even the ballers marketplace, when it finally opened around Christmas, the floor fluctuated around $700 to $1,500. And similar questions arose, but the other way around. Would that money flow back into Top Shot, considering the cost of each one had been $200? Flash forward a few months to today, it's the end of February. With the Dapper Wallet, we can buy NFL, NBA, UFC marketplaces. Whether they're working or not, we can use them. There's a marketplace for ballers and for DGD Mafia. And we can buy items on Genies, although there is no marketplace just yet. With so many other projects very likely on the way, and a seamless transition now from that wallet to ETH wallets. I did it the other day. It was simple. It was really quick. What does this mean for hardcore collectors and their funds? Which projects should they buy? Which one should they sell? How do you manage all of this? Now there's so many new things to collect and so many more on the way. This is the first mint.
So I meant what I said in the intro. Literally the other day, I moved a bit of Ethereum over to the Dapper wallet and it worked flawlessly. I tried to do this in the past, like over a year ago, and it took like hours and got lost. And it was so confusing. But this time it actually worked. And that was actually the first time in a really long time that I moved some Ethereum funds into Dapper. And it was mainly to go get a bunch of UFC strike moments because I want to do this challenge that's up right now. And that kind of spawned on me, you know, like, what what am I doing in my collection? I know it's something that many people are at, especially those of us who love like all these sports products from Dapper and also are getting into all these other great projects on Ethereum. Like how are we balancing all of that? So today's show, I'm gonna kind of, you know, do a little bit of a deep dive into myself and into my own emotions in terms of how I feel as a collector right now, where I'm at, and also the parts that I'm I'm struggling with, honestly, in terms of where to place my collection. And I want to remind everybody, as you know, that nothing here is is financial advice. Please make your own decisions. That this is just what I'm going through right now. Also, want to say that I, you know, have been very uh, privileged to do well in NFTs and crypto. So, you know, don't mean to sound like a big crybaby. I'm just trying to kind of maybe talk about something that maybe a lot of other people are going through right now as NFTs diversify. And there's so many different things that we want to collect and so many different ways that we could make money. So I'm going to start with a little primer in terms of where my collection is at right now and kind of like what I think about on a daily. So again, I'm not really sure where to go right now, which is why I'm doing this episode. So right now, I've got some long-term holds kind of in, in a few different ecosystem. I own all these different various like comic book projects that I love, like Pixel Vaults, and more recently, a project called Huxley Saga from Ben Morrow. Uh, I, I hold a few uh, really strong blue chips. I have a Mutant. I have a Doodles. I was very lucky to grab Doodles when I was like under an ETH because I was like, this is cool. We had them on the show. I like what they're doing, and, and you know now that's, that's doing well. Uh, I hold a bunch of Top Shot sets, as you guys know, probably my, my biggest, the holding where I have the most individual NFTs, of course, and uh, I hold those for collector score and airdrops. I've just bought up the entire UFC common set, something I've been focused on. And NFL, well, as of this writing, the marketplace, or as of this recording, the marketplace won't open until tomorrow yet again. So I'm not really sure where I'm going to land on NFL. But I want to go outside of that. I want to be doing more. I feel like I should be doing more. And I find myself a little bit stuck. Yes, I like minting and flipping all these random PFP projects, but so many of them lack originality that I just, I can't really get into them, right? That or I'm just not really looking in the right spots. I want to reinvest in the projects that I love and 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 already am quite deep in. But I also want to stay liquid for the next one. And, and realistically, yeah, I want to make a profit so I can continue to invest. Now, it's been two months into the year. And if you guys remember, if you listen, the very first podcast of the year, I think on January 3rd, was literally called My 10 Rules and NFTs for 2022. Now we're two months in. Let's recap on them and see if I'm actually following them. Rule number one, be open, open to new projects, other ideas, other chains. Two, diversify, learn a little bit, do other stuff. Three, Trust the process that some projects just take a while to develop. Four, take risks, go big or go home. Five, kill your babies, kind of twisted, but really, you know, the things you've been waiting on for too long, well, maybe time to get rid of them. Number six, get your shit in order, figure out your taxes, your accounts, all that. Seven, find your tribe and meet them IRL. I have yet to do any IRL meetups this year. Eight, stack crypto and learn a little bit of DeFi. Always very important, always worth it, especially as some NFT projects become DeFi projects. Nine, keep cash on hand for the bad days. And 10, don't lose sleep. Now, I feel like I'm kind of following these, 
But I think the biggest issue for me is uncertainty, which in NFTs is death. It's the most volatile possible industry, right? So there's no way to actually have certainty and trying to strive for that will make things impossible. There's so many scams. There's so few people and so little establishment, even in the Dapper ecosystem, that trying to be too sure of things is tough. But I have uncertainties far beyond projects, three that I've been able to identify. And these You can label these as uncertainties. Maybe they're anxieties. Maybe they're just things that kind of make it hard for me to make decisions right now. The first one is about Dapper, right? And we've done some great partnerships with Dapper. And, and you know, I, 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 I love the team there. I love what they're doing. I love Roham's vision. But can they bring in millions of new people? It's a, it's a legit question. We've got some new people from the All-Star game. We helped a bit, right? We partnered to, to try and do that. I'm going deep into UFC, and, and, and UFC fans are tremendous. Holy shit, are they hardcore. Yes, there are millions of them that might really enjoy this stuff. But if I want to collect and also make some money on big bets occasionally, I'm not really sure what those bets are in the Dapper ecosystem, right? Maybe I need a bit of patience. Maybe we really do need to wait. Maybe in a couple of years, all our top shot collecting now will be worth more than the, you know, five to 10% daily or weekly fluctuation that they go through. Maybe they won't. But in this ecosystem, uh, supply increases regularly. And that's something where, you know, I wonder if that is the key to millions of new people or if that needs to change over time. Again, I'm not really sure where I land and, and we've had a lot of conversations about this and, and anything I'm saying today, always welcome your commentary. You can always DM me about it. So love to hear your thoughts, especially about that one. This is where we spend most of our time. My second uncertainty is what's going to happen to all these blue chip projects? Are they going to get rugged? Are they going to be involved in a scandal? Yeah, it's nice to think that projects like Jenkins of Valet, Pixel Vault, Bored Apes, Doodles, all those really cool ones, even the Gary Vee ones. It's nice to think that those are well-established NFT brands, but are they really? Are they immune to the emotional reactions of the NFT space? Are they immune to some really basic scandals that could at any point come out about their founders? And I don't think it will, those projects that I named, but I'm just saying it could happen. Those scandals could bring those projects down easily. And now we know that NFTs have kind of gone mainstream and that there's a lot of outsiders and haters of NFTs. And some are coming with their knives out. And the third uncertainty for me, and again, I'm, I'm really this negative and I'm just kind of sharing what I think about. How much does FOMO control me? I find it so hard to step away. And, and personally, the pandemic is easing where I am, right? Like it's still a danger, but you know, I've gotten a booster and everything. Like I'm ready to see people, man. You know, and a lot of places in Canada are kind of saying, you know, they're going to ease restrictions and, and I'm ready for it. I want to see people again. I want to explore some hobbies again, but that FOMO pulls me in. And let's be real. When you log on after a little while and you see your friends talk about their flips and gains, holy shit, you just put yourself in their shoes. You're like, God, that could have been me. If only I'd had more conviction, more capital and more time. But these are anxieties and it's unfair. It's unfair to do that to myself, to sit up at night thinking about those. And what I realized was completely missing from my 10 rules of NFTs for 2022 that, that don't really apply to, you know, kind of uh, helping with those stresses are goals, specific goals that are easily accessible. And when I meet them or I'm on my way to them, they make number 10 for my rule list, getting some sleep way easier. For me, those goals are simple accumulate 
the projects that I think about a lot, that I just obsess about, that I think about when I'm not in front of my computer. Ditch the stuff that I'm just waiting for that one day when it moons. And when I can, take like between 20 and 50% of profit out of crypto. Because that's what you need to do. If all NFTs crash, you don't want to be left holding the bag. And those are the keys for me, at least in terms of goals, right? Setting concrete goals. Many more structure than that. So there's other kind of strategies that I've developed here today. Two other ones that I want to implement for myself when thinking about balancing my portfolio and projects. One is decision-making. I need a clear structure for yes or no. I need to be able to decide on projects in 60 seconds or less if I like them or not, and then accept my decision. You didn't mint whatever the thing it was the other night wasn't doing it for you. Now it's at 5 ETH, tough shit. That's just how it is. When we did our session a month ago with uh, Zeneca and, and other friends of the First Mint about the best NFTs under $1,000, Zeneca brought up the MFers from Sartoshi. At the time, they were 0.2 ETH. Now they're 6 ETH. I got to be okay with that. I got to be okay with whiffing on those. And I have to be ready to make those decisions and live with them. That's one strategy I want to use for balancing my portfolio. Doesn't necessarily apply to Dapper, but maybe it does in terms of so many new drops and so many new projects probably coming. And the next one is to listen to the people that I trust and really lean into that. Whether they're accounts, newsletters, whatever they are. For example, Will, the founder of The Littles, great project. He put up a thread recently about red flags for projects. And that's going to feed into my prior point about the decision making. His red flags were one, an undoxed team. Two, fake followers and accounts. Three, artificial hype created by paid marketing. Four, an unrealistic mint price, things that are quite high to mint. Five, predatory tactics, kicking people out of Discord for fudding. And six, what he calls the meta cliche, which is whether these projects are actually unique or not, whether they're actually interesting, pushing the space forward. Which actually helped me realize that there's another philosophy I really want to live by in terms of what I collect, and that's looking for stuff that's different. There's so many different metrics we could look at, like what's the white list, uh, what's the floor price, how many new collectors are they, but what's really new? What's really something that I'm like, you know what, that is going to change the space, and it's a little weird because a lot of people don't want to invest in it just yet because it is so different. That is maybe where there's something for me. For months in 2020, I told people about NFTs, and nobody listened. I told people about Top Shot and nobody listened because I was trying to tell them about something unique. Then when Top Shot boomed, people asked me, hey, what other NFTs are you into? And I said, Axie Infinity, Sandbox, ENS Domains. People really didn't listen that much. Now those are household names in the NFT world. And more recently, I went big into Constitution DAO, which was a fundraise to buy a copy of the American Constitution for $45 million, which they almost did. They raised $45 million. I thought it was fun. I thought it was unique. After they lost the bid, you could trade your tokens back in or you could keep them. And those who did saw their tokens go up 10x. So I guess what I'm getting at is going forward, I want to be a little bit more confident about what it is that I'm getting into and make it a lot easier for myself to make decisions, whether it's on Ethereum, whether it's in Dapper, or whatever that is, because there's not about to stop being new projects. If anything, there are going to be more. So for me, it's ignore the replicas 
and go deep on the unique stuff that I dig while listening to the people that I trust. And of course, by proper LG standards, burn the rest, baby. Get rid of it. So to finish the show, I just want to talk about the schedule on the first mint for a little bit um, in terms of what's coming up. I'm going to be taking some time off. I haven't done that since, uh, I mean, I've done it a couple times, kind of hilarious fashion, like taking a weekend or something like that, but proper time off. You know, I'll be gone for over a week, completely offline, really scary. I don't know when I'm going to come back to. While I'm gone, um, we're going to have a few pre-recorded shows that you'll hear here uh, go up online. So keep an ear out for those. Really interesting topics, great guests, maybe just one or two, not very many. Phil D is going to be running Spaces, Twitter, who knows what else. We have a few partnerships in the works that you might hear about while I'm away, and they might get announced. We have a small team working on some of those. On March 16th, things will return to normal. I will be back. And that's around when we're going to start the next phase of the first mint. Not sure exactly what that is, but I can tell you what it's been so far. In the first quarter of this year, we really wanted to focus on being present and available. We wanted to be on spaces, wanted to be on the community, wanted to involve Fillmore, other hosts, and we wanted to start experimenting with making our podcast feed a lot more interactive by having some of our recorded spaces, some of the better ones featured there. We wanted to look at other projects and dive into other communities and hear from other people. And I feel like so far, the first two months of the year, we've done that. In the next quarter, though, we're going to focus on more regular coverage via social and email of projects that we all love. We're going to refine some of our topics, which is going to be hard, honestly, because focusing on certain projects in NFTs is challenging. I love reading things like Lucky Trader, The Drop, Evaluate Market from Corporate Trash, those newsletters. I love reading those, but man, there's so many different projects to think about. It's so hard to focus, which again was kind of the, what I was saying with the first part of the show. For me, the first mint is a place where everyone who listens, who tunes in, should have a chance at the projects we discuss, should have a chance to connect with the people we talk to and the communities we dive into. True to our name, that's where we want to be. And I think that going forward in content, it means we have to be both broad and specific. It's probably why we gravitate to things like Top Shot All Day, Candy Digital, where you can start with $100 and still have a great time and also understand the project and the people behind it. But most importantly, we want to be authentic and excited about what we discuss. We've had a lot of partners come along, some with great ideas, great, great projects. But it's been hard for me to get excited about some of those. And if I can't get excited, it's going to be hard for me to tell our community about it and get them excited about it. I want to deliver for partners who want to promote with us. And if it's projects that I'm not into, then we're not going to do it. So maybe going forward, it's going to be our turn to get specific, yet stay broad. And now that we've all matured in the space, we all know how to use these other wallets. We all want to do it. We all love NFTs and know what they can do, the money we can make and the connections we can make. Maybe it's time to finally pick what we love, even here at the first mint, and go all in. So I'll talk to you when I'm back. That is going to do it for us today, folks. As mentioned, I will be away, but you'll be listening to a few pre-recorded shows. And as usual, we have a nice big library of podcasts for you to listen back including some really thrilling interviews from the last couple months so check it out otherwise i will see you next time on the first minute